Well, hello and welcome to Rhythms of Grace. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to introduce Nate here. I'm here. I was just going to say that we were like pre-gaming the podcast a little bit. Yeah. So we sort of like started this music in the middle of a, a conversation. Yeah. Oh, did we? <laughs> yeah. So if you heard any of us chatting, that's what that was. Um, and Sung over here was hey. laughing. So Was I? Yeah. <laughs> We were talking about Sung's scores. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the topic we'll be talking about today, mental rest, is one that I don't need too much of. So He's doing great. Uh, Yeah, but not so great in other areas. Mm. But But yeah, so what does mental rest mean? Yeah, so how did you two do at mental rest? My score was a 22, sort of like in the middle. Okay. Yeah. And and mine also 24. So they say, um, yeah, if you score 16 to 25, you're getting enough, but you would thrive with more. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's that's where we're at. And I do think that my score um, now is probably really different than like when I was working at the Mm -hmm. church. Mm -hmm. Uh, My my mental my mental load is so much lower than it was. Um, so I think the fact that it's in the low twenties has, has, is circ- is a lot. I don't know if it's like, Oh, Nate did so much. Yeah. It's more circumstantial. Yeah. 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 Well, I think when you feel mental exhaustion, uh, you experience things like brain fog. Oh yeah. There's lot, lack of focus, uh, poor memory. Uh, there's a decreasing sense of problem solving yeah. ability mm-hmm. to do that because yep. just you're mentally just so tired. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I, I think when it comes to information overload, that could uh, contribute to that, as well as just the constant bombardment of social media and even the news, fake news or even just news news, mm-hmm. because the negativity and, and then the comparison that happens with social media, all of this like creates a sense of mental anxiety. Uh, mental regret, maybe because of your past, or if you're looking at other people's lives, just a sense of discontentment. Mm-hmm. And so your brain just kind of goes and goes yeah. and goes, wondering and imagining. There's You're constantly recycling certain thoughts that go over and over again. You're reliving the past and dwelling on what ifs and like just, just even talking about all of this, my, my brain is feeling yeah. tired. I, I think about the onslaught of information and even the simple task of having to ask yourself, do I need to pay attention to this or not? Mm. Yeah. That in and of itself can end up being mentally exhausting. Very taxing. Even if your answer every time is no and you're able to let it go, mm. that simple question eventually, I mean, accumulate that over the thousands of pieces of information that we receive in any given day, mm-hmm. that can be tiring. Yeah. That's, I feel like uh, the, the first thing that came to my mind as you were reading this song was... Um, Back, maybe it was like last season at the beginning of the year, we were talking about um, decision making Mm -hmm. and how Mm -hmm. make like we only have a limited number of decisions that we can make. Yeah. Um. I don't. I don't remember the science behind it. That's all I ever remember. But um. I feel like yeah. As you were talking about this, I was like, oh yeah. I think I. I do. I have to like make a lot of decisions in a day, um. And uh, often hold multiple like fears of information in my brain at a time. Um, even, even just within like church, it's like mm-hmm. holding the young professional sphere and <laughs> yeah. GSM and discipleship and just trying to like hold all of this information yeah. 
all at once. I mean, one of the most helpful things for me, because mental exha- exhaustion for me in the past, and, and sometimes it creeps into even now, is is when you feel like you have all these tasks that you have to do, mm-hmm. and you try to hold it in your brain, yep. um, and that carries over into your sleep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You wake up going like, oh, wait, well, how am I supposed to do this? Oh, no, no, I, I did it, right? Yep. And so just the, I, I think it was uh, David Allen, he wrote a book called... Um, I don't know, somehow getting everything done. I mean, his his whole system is pretty complex and I don't follow his system of productivity. But one of the things that he talks about, which was like a game changer for me is write down everything, Mm. uh, Mm. like on a piece of paper. Yeah. um, Or or, um, so that you can kind of relieve your mind. Like there's something that happens Mm. when you know that you've written like even little things like take out the kitchen garbage. Yep. Like, because, because if you, the more you hold on to all these little tasks, you, you have this feeling, this vague sense of like, I know I'm supposed to do something. I just don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. And so his whole idea of like, r- literally write everything down. And the other thing for me is like, visually, I could see all the things I have to do. Mm-hmm. And, and then even when I look at that list, uh, uh, you know, like a day or two later, I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot I was supposed to do that. Right? I'm so glad I had somewhere to write stuff mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. And so I know for me, mental exhaustion, like when, I, when, like you think you're either smart enough or should be smart enough to remember all those things, mm-hmm. you, you just, it's not about being smart. Yeah. You just don't have enough, you don't have the memory yeah. mm-hmm. to hold on to every big and little and medium task that you have in mind. Yeah. Or, or even if you did have the capacity, it's actually not how you want to be spending all your brain space. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> right. I think what's so different about my life now versus two years ago, um, and one of the reasons that I experience a lot less sort of mental fatigue is that I live under a lot fewer deadlines than I used to. I think modern work is um, very, very deadline specific. Any Pretty much any yep. job that you're working in is focused on deadlines more than process. I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm just saying that's tiring. And the reason that I know is that I think now in terms of my tasks as processes, and there are still things that need to get done at certain times, but by and large, if you're like, whatever, like weeding the garden, that isn't like, that needs to be done on Thursday. <laughs> it, it is sort of like, no, this week, at some point, we need to find the time to do this. And mm-hmm. I find that to be so much less mentally taxing that I, it's actually opened up space in my brain for like a lot of other things that yeah. I've always sort of wanted. But it is, um, it can feel, uh, it doesn't feel as good as deadlines sometimes yeah. like there in, in some ways there's never a point where it's like, Oh, the garden is finished. Now the garden is never finished. <laughs> it's never yeah. finished. It's yeah. not until you plow it under at the yeah. end of the season, it's never finished. So it's, 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 there still is some, you know, tension there, but it is really different than a deadline. Yeah. And I think, yeah, it's, it's interesting thinking through like, Oh, the reasons that, I mean, not that I'm, super mentally exhausted but like I definitely felt some of the things in your list sung mm-hmm. um and I think it is that there are things that like on their own wouldn't be mentally exhausting like I love doing the Ann Arbor District Library summer game mm. every year except this year I'm like I think I have too many thoughts mm. to also keep track how many badges I've completed <laughs> uh and also keep track of you know just these different um 
yeah, just all of those different tasks just in my brain. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's interesting to think about how many, or like, I love reading the news, but when I'm like, oh, I have to read this to empty my inbox and like, cause I get news sent to my inbox. Mm-hmm. So like I have to read this news article and <laughs> check off these five badges and you know, all of those like just mental tasks. Yeah. 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 Just hang out there. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I think the other thing that I've done when it comes to like a lot of mental tasks is uh, time blocking your day. Mm-hmm. So meaning like, so for example, like, uh, reading, writing, reflecting sermons, uh, you know, is a pretty primary task of mine. And so, uh, again, it's like, you know, there's a certain time of day that I know when I'm at my mental sharpest, Mm -hmm. that's when that gets done. But then when, when you mental, when you time block certain times of your day, then, you know, like this is the time to focus on this task. And because I have everything else written down, you know, the likelihood of forgetting something isn't going to happen. So you could kind of relieve your brain of like, oh, all, all this background noise of like mental tasks, but then just really focus on the task at hand. Mm-hmm. And, and then when you know, like you have to, you know, and, and then what's, what's the word you, um, you, you bunt like small, like errands or mm-hmm. different things, like mm-hmm. you bunch them together. And so you have a time block where it's like just a, bunch of random errands doing, mm-hmm. you know, summer reading program and then picking up this and going to the drugstore and, you know, uh, um, and this is, I, I don't know, this is, uh, this is kind of going from mental to productivity, but it, for, for me, those two are so closely related, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of organizing things, your life in your head mm-hmm. and, and then uh, executing them. And so time blocking my day and writing everything down has been two really big helpful things yeah for me because uh yeah there are a lot of mm-hmm. small things you have to remember each day i i'm interested in i i wish we had uh one more person this week at who was another feeler because uh, i'm an enfj and i think you're both thinkers yeah, yeah thinkers on the myers-briggs um and i'm curious if that's kind of a, a difference but mm. i feel like for me um i'm high i mean i'm very productive i love getting things done but um, sometimes uh, s- too much structure. I'm like, oh, but I didn't really feel like writing my sermon during <laughs> my sermon block time. So I answered emails instead. But in the evening at 8 p.m., I just felt like writing my sermon. And so I, you know, and so I think there's like uh, at various times, I don't know if this will resonate with anyone else who's listening. I have like, I have kept a really good planner, mm-hmm. um, but then I've like, and this is it sounds really wishy-washy but like then I'm like oh I don't feel like this is useful anymore or like I just Mm -hmm. like they're just those different things me I'm I think I might be on the edge between thinking and feeling in some ways because (laughs) I I really do that a a lot of times and sometimes I will what I how do I how do I say this about my own productivity I will sometimes have energy for one thing and not for the other. And I'm sort of like in discerning in the moment, like, do I really have the juice to push this way? And if I don't, okay, well, but is there something else that I do feel like I could do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a, I feel like this is an ill-used phrase by everybody who's trying to get people to work harder. But like it's, have you ever heard the phrase, a change is as good as a rest? 
Mm, I have like not. I often I use that when I'm doing something physical because you can be using one set of muscles yeah. and you just can't swing the sledgehammer anymore, but yeah. you can change and do something else. And it's as you're resting one set of muscles while you're working another. Mm. And I, and I have found that that is a way to sort of maintain productivity without running into exhaustion, yeah. sort of having to force yourself to stay in a state of, you know, of, work that is perhaps not beneficial yeah. or yeah. where you're not as effective as you could be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I do that too as well, uh, Christine, but it's probably not because of my feeling, <laughs> but in the Myers-Briggs, I am an ENTP. Mm-hmm. So having a strong P, which is very spontaneous. Uh, yeah. Very. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I may not say like, well, I don't feel like this, but it, it, it like pragmatically, it'll be like, I don't have the energy to do this. Mm-hmm. It, you know, the my the the capacity to do this is not there right now. But mm-hmm. my capacity to answer emails is there. Yeah. So so I'll do that. Yeah. Change yeah. is as good as the rest. Yeah. So I'm curious with that kind of like yeah that that freedom. What does it look like to still get mental rest? Like what does it look like to have those structures in place without it feeling like right? Oh, somehow I have to just like do this thing because it's on the planner, even though. I don't have the juice for that. Mm. Does that make sense? And still f- realizing that again, and this is more true for the two of you, that there are sort of deadlines in yeah, place yeah. that you have to hit. It, yeah. You can't sort of, in you know, just can't like, do that indefinitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't indefinitely push off something. So uh, I, I, one, a couple thoughts. One is this is where the role of, and we talk about this all the time, but it's that important, uh, but silence, mm. because it, it is in silence where the hardest part to stop in, in silence is, is the mental chatter. Mm. Yeah. It's not just stopping physically. It's not just stopping, like, it's the mental chatter. And silence for me is, like, I know I've, re- I've reached true, like, more than silence, just being still. I'll call mm-hmm. stillness, right? Being still is when I know my mental chatter ha- has gone from a frenzy to just like you could look, see your own reflection in the water kind mm-hmm. of thing. So stillness, uh, being still, and, and that, that again, that combines spiritual and all sorts of other uh, things in there too. But uh, that is because at the beginning of the day, it's all the, the, the demands and expectations of the day that hit you, mm. right? And then to start off the day by saying, nope, I'm going to block that out. And what gets first priority is just, you know, the whole be still and know that I'm gone. Mm. Like, so I would say that is a key practice if you want mental health and, and uh, you know, preventing exhaustion. Yeah. I think another big one uh, can be sort of resting yourself in the way you need to mm. engage in the activity that's required. Yeah. I, I know that for me, if I have to do something that is sort of drudgery, I often feel like I need to do something creative mm. first. Yeah. Sort of like I need to get some of this creativity out of my system and then I'll be able to sort of slide into the mm. you know mundane. Mm. Um, and so I think when you're running against a deadline, making sure that you are able to, I mean, and we talk about this a lot as well, but for me, this is one of the powers of Sabbath, which is that you actually, you know, our tendency is to think of Sabbath as like a reward (laughs) for work well done, Mm. but it's more effective as preparation for work that is to come. And so if you know what is required of you to rest very proactively in a way that will build up the reserves that you need to sort of extend yourself in the way that's required. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I feel like that's that's all really helpful to think about as I'm thinking about mental rest, where it's like, yeah, there can be, like, there are structures in place, there are, like, tangible things, but it doesn't have to be totally rigid. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially, yeah, thinking about it, uh, Sung, when you said, like, silence, I was like, oh, yes, it's just like we've been saying with all the others where it's, like, resting <laughs> from and resting in. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's, like, resting from the mental work by, like, preparing for it or by getting it out of your head and getting it on paper, but also resting in, like, mm-hmm. using your brain in ways that are restful and using your brain to bring silence and quiet and stillness. Yeah, and not only just stillness, but I would also say, I, I would label it healthy escape. Yeah. Because, you know, if you're in a very mental, in, mentally intensive vocation where it requires thinking, problem solving all day long, yeah. like for me, like I, I don't usually read much fiction at all. Most of what I read is nonfiction, but I love me a good fantasy. Dragons, mm. dwarves, mm-hmm. elves. Uh, I'm reading this one s- new series and I'm just loving it. Mm. And it, it's a healthy escape because yep. my brain doesn't need to like, so for example, like m- m- my wife, I remember she, a while ago, she loved this one. There's this one uh, show, TV show she would watch. Uh, this is us. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. She loved it, and and she was like, "Watch this with me." I watched one episode. I'm like, "I can't watch this. This is my life every day, <laughs> yeah. dealing with people with addictions and problems and dysfunctions. Like, this is not restful, right?" Yeah. And so for me, mental rest is like escaping into a world of dragons and elves where I can just like none of real life is there. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and again, the adjective of healthy escape, Mm -hmm. right. That's very different from escapism. Um, and and I, I would even say TV shows or movies can be healthy escapes, you know, if it's not like just this addicting kind of just filling it in an emptiness, but it is truly like a healthy escape so that your mind can be refreshed to do work, which means you're not watching like multiple episodes or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Uh, to just just enough escape to like really refre- replenish your mind so that you could get back to work. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know we've mentioned this in previous seasons or episodes, but w- one of the best books that I've read around people for whom thinking is your primary responsibility mm-hmm. at work is a book called Deep Work. Mm-hmm. Um, and he really does a great job of laying out what some of the healthy ways, some of the healthy boundaries you need to put in place to be able to do thought type work. And one of the ones that he does um, that I think is so fascinating is that at the end of his sort of deep work session, he has a whole sort of like shutdown routine where he basically says, I'm not going to like, I'm shutting. I'm not thinking about this anymore. I'm not thinking about this anymore. I'm closing these programs. I'm, you know, Mm. putting a bookmark in this book. And that actually, I think is also a really valuable way of living a mentally restful life is learning to close certain doors in Mm. your mind when, when there isn't when there won't be value and sort of leaving it open and peeking every time you walk by, like, Oh (laughs) yeah. yeah, Why why don't I think about that for a second? Like being able to shut that off completely really Mm. is helpful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it also makes me think of like, yeah, a lot of times I, I, I think that's something that would be helpful for me to, to put into practice is like that shutdown, which you can't do a hundred percent as a pastor. That's just like not a hundred percent realistic, but um, at least with certain types of thought work, um, which I think, also reminded me of uh that like as soon as i wake up 
I definitely have that like mm. immediately I'm like thinking about the day mm-hmm. and the work that needs to be done or should have been done or will be done. Um, and I think um, it's it's useful to just bring to the forefront like the importance of phones not being readily accessible yeah. first thing yeah. when you wake up. Mm. Um, just because I've noticed the difference when my phone is like away from me when I wake up versus when my phone is accessible and I can either like go on Instagram or go on my email or whatever it is before I get out of bed, uh, much less mental rest Mm. than if it's out of my reach first thing in the morning, I can get my brain set. Um, and, uh, yeah, just wake up with a rested mindset. Yeah. The other thing I'll throw in there too, and this is kind of going into, uh, previous seasons where we've talked about, Uh, rhythms and things like that but one of the things that really helps me mentally is when I end my day uh, kind of doing the daily examine which we've talked about in the past but part of that also for me not only is reviewing the the current day but at the end of it it's uh, you know it's more like mentally I'll look at my the following day the meetings Mm. I have the tasks I have and you just kind of prepare mentally that I mean, it helps me at least mentally when I go to bed feel more at peace. Like, okay, I'm prepared for tomorrow. Mm. I've reviewed today. I'm prepared for tomorrow. I don't have to wake up. Go. What do I have to do today? Yeah. Right. Or so, what did I miss yesterday? Yeah. So, yeah. so that could be a good practice as well too. Yeah. Just in terms of mental health and peace and um, overall tranquility there yeah another big one i that i think is largely lost in this modern era is single tasking yeah you know i mean multitasking has become sort of like a a badge of honor and it really first of all scientifically it's not multitasking it is your brain switching between Mm -hmm. tasks like I'm snapping. I don't know if you can hear yeah. that. Yeah. And so that that is exhausting. You're yeah. asking your brain to do something that it is not good at doing. And so just choosing to multitask in and of itself can be a restful way to engage with something. Yeah. Choosing to single task. What did I say? Multitask. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking of so many things right now. You're I'm trying to multitask your thinking. <laughs> Thanks for the correction. Yes. Yes. Single tasking. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. good. That's yeah. good. And, and I think... Yeah, when like when I have been multitasking, quote quote, too much at work, I can always tell because when I'm driving, I like my brain gets restless with the silence because yeah. it wants to be that is doing multiple indicator. things. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then all evening I'm in that <laughs> I'm like I need to be doing more. I need to have something playing. I need to be doing more at once. And I think it does. It like. Uh, the more you multitask, the more your brain will be restless. Yeah. And and restless means not resting yeah that's um, exactly what it means so <laughs> i just mean uh you know i totally yeah. get it i know yeah. I, I i totally hear you yeah i totally hear you here's one that i'm going to float out there that maybe is unique to me but i'm going to put it out there anyways mm. well, oftentimes when i am feeling mentally sort of exhausted or and that for for me that often feels like you were saying christine sort of like my brain is overclocking mm-hmm. you know that actually is a good sign that i'm exhausted not that i don't feel like i can focus um on anything but almost like i'm trying to focus on too many things yeah. you know it's that makes sense mm-hmm. the difference yeah. that i'm trying to describe one of the things that i've found makes a massive difference is physical exercise mm, yeah 
especially for me, if it's like productive exercise, like if it is, if it's like splitting wood or like chopping down the weeds or mm-hmm. something that requires a, a level of attention, but not sort of an exhaustive level mm-hmm. of attention. And that is very, very physical. Um, and I just have found for my entire life that, that being physically active is often required to bring my mind into a state of sort of restfulness. Mm-hmm. When I did a retreat uh, a couple of years ago, I, I mean, I've known this about myself for a long time. Um, and so I called the retreat center and I was like, Hey, I, if I'm going to like read and write and reflect all afternoon, I need to be exhausted. Mm. What can I do for you? every morning and they were like well we have a gigantic pile of wood that needs to be split Mm. i'm like perfect and then uh when i the night that i got there we had this huge snowstorm and on their snow mo their snow blower wasn't working so Mm. literally they were like hey would you mind just like shoveling snow and i shoveled snow for hours Mm. every day i mean it was like a foot of snow and it was like a whole like retreat center except they didn't have a snowblower and so they would literally like hey cabin five needs to get her car out could could you go over there this morning and i would just like shovel and shovel and shovel and shovel. Mm. i literally broke three of their shovels because i just it was just relentless um but but that let me come in and i would eat lunch and i would take a shower Mm. and i'll be like oh thank goodness i get to just sit here and read Mm. you know it really put me in a place where that mental work felt like a real gift Mm -hmm. and yeah that uh recently i was talking to a friend about how like i couldn't like stop thinking about something and i was really like like trying to like refocus and i was just talking to her about that and she was like christine have you been working out lately Mm. i was like no she was (laughs) like you should be working out and so that was yeah it even um, just like, yeah, a couple of weeks ago, I was like, okay, I got to start working yeah. out again. I, I don't quite know. I don't fully understand what the connection is other than that. It's really true for me that yeah. if I, if I am not, if I'm not physically active for too long, my mentally, I start to suffer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's true of my son too. Like he is in his head like way yeah. too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then when he, so what, I mean, one of the ways he's really been channeling that is, uh, doing stuff with his hands, mm-hmm. you know, violin. And, and, you know, he said the other day, he's like, you know, because we've talked uh, numerous times about the 10,000 hours kind of principle. Yeah. And he's calculated, man, the last six years I've played violin, he's like, I've probably only put in like a 1,000 hours. So he's like, now I'm going to do a 1,000 hours a year. Oh, and, and I'm like, yo, dude, like, you know, uh, but, but, uh, and, and then we were just recently on a family vacation, like just, him like physically hiking he like loves that feeling of just like and he's just like i mean he's 16 so he's just going and going you know we're at eight thousand feet and we're like hey slow down let us catch our breath he's just going right and he just loves it and in those moments it feels like he has more mental clarity Mm -hmm. and less confusion or anxiety or or just circling things within his own own brain like there's just a uh, clarity of purpose and mind there. Yeah. yeah, I've absolutely found, and it's true of of, um, of both of my sons as well. Mm-hmm. They both mm-hmm. have sort of, they revel in physical activity, not often because it helps their brains work better. Yeah. Not mm-hmm. simply because they just, and not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying people that live in their heads might actually have a, a very specific need for physical activity yeah. that w- we don't always think about. Yeah, 
Yeah. And I think part of that is, you know, chemical, like, you mm-hmm. know, just that, but also, um, you're like, you're focusing on one thing. Yeah. You're not able to also have a book open and a podcast go, mm-hmm. you know, like you can't do all the things at once when you're, um, just focusing on, on pushing your body further. Yeah. Um, and I think that can be, yeah, just like a, a real mental relief mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. I know it isn't for everybody, but I really do try to push myself like to the point of exhaustion. Mm-hmm. Like that really, for me, that's where I find it's not the same as like a runner's high, but like I get it where mm-hmm. you sort of push yourself to, till like your entire world sort of narrows to like, <laughs> can I do this one more time? And if the answer is no, that's where I'm sort of like, ah, we yeah. arrived. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, one last thing, one other thought. I, I, I want to throw this in there. I recently came across a book called When the Body Says No. It's a, whole, it's a fascinating book. And the author there talks about how um, when you are not able to say no in your life when it comes to uh, just boundaries and pressures and demands and expectations, your body will say no. Oh yeah, hmm. I believe that one hundred percent. And so he he says in Western medicine, we we are very dualistic in thinking mind and body. Yeah. And so he he'll he'll ta- often talk about a c- case after case of like, oh, this person came in with this ailment, and the medical profession will be like, okay, let's look at it from a medical perspective. Yep. And he will say, no, actually, there are mental issues, stress. Uh, other things going on there that actually cause or, or highly correlated to the body. So th- first of all, the whole title was very fascinating to me. Yeah. And so he, I, I think it was called, he called it like neuroimmunology, so, something like that. Basically saying a lot of physical health issues um, in, in, in the Western mindset, we don't associate it with stress mm-hmm. or mental issues mm-hmm. that actually uh, and the thing that he said is people who have a hard time with boundaries suffer more autoimmune disease, uh, like illnesses. Mm. Interesting. Because, because you can't say no mm. and you're constantly mentally struggling with it, your body just starts to fight against itself or mm. starts to shut down. It was fascinating. That is interesting. Fascinating. That is interesting. So, I mean, I, I found it to be true in that, to speak a little bit more generally, that I think... I mean, we, we are, we are physical beings as well as mental beings and, um, the brain is an organ. It's Mm -hmm. not sort of like this ethereal, whatever it is actually an organ like the spleen or whatever. And so when things are, I think as whole beings, we desire to be in alignment, sort Mm -hmm. of like body, soul, spirit, mind, we desire to be in alignment. And so when one of those things is off kilter, I think the other parts of our body do try to, if, Mm -hmm. if you can't pull that in, I think other parts of us shift out again Mm -hmm. to try to, to maintain that level of alignment. And I, I, I'm trying to think of a good example of that in my own life. I can think of it in the lives of other people, but I'm not (laughs) sure I'm at Liberty to share. So I have to sort of like (laughs) let those, let those slide for right yeah. now. Yeah. I, I do think also it's worth saying that like, um, that's it. Like just because it is m- like a cause of mental or like the result of like mental stress or mental like disalignment, like doesn't mean it's not real. Like those, uh, right. those symptoms Absolutely. are going to be just yeah. as real. Um, but 
that means that we, it's, it's addressable. Like, I think sometimes we're like, no, we have to find a, a physical cause for this mm-hmm. in order to address it. But like, there are times when it's like, no, if you can find the cause and the cause is stress, you can address that. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can address that with boundaries, with mm-hmm. conversations, with um, exercise, exercise and meditation. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And that's not to say that there aren't purely physical things that happen. Yeah. Like, let's oh, not yeah. just to put yeah, that disclaimer yeah. out there. But yeah. I think that there are lots of ways where, where, where they are more connected than we would yeah. imagine. Right. Especially mm-hmm. in our modern technological age. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So fascinating. The whole mental arena of, you know, neuroscience, chronic stress and what that does to the body and how we can find more mental rest in our very tiring world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So your challenge, uh, as always, is to get more rest. And this week, maybe that means, yeah, stepping away, getting some silence and getting a workout in. (laughs) See you next time.